Hello and welcome to the Mortgage and Real Estate Podcast by The Pinnacle Loans. My name is Chris Giannino. I'm joined here today with my brother, Pete Giannino. Pete, what's up? Hey, Chris. Good to be back. Life is good out here in the Wildwood, Missouri. Yes. I haven't been out here for uh, a few weeks, probably since uh, Thanksgiving, I guess. Oh, what about you? It's your longest stretch probably ever. Yeah. Depressing. I need to get out here more. Yeah. Same for me. It's uh, every time I come back reminds me why I need to be back here more. Well, uh, we had a nice outing here. We had probably 15, 16 people spend the night here on the eve of Thanksgiving. And uh, I don't know, we usually have some family events out here. We have some property out here in Wildwood and, and try and figure out uh, different, different things to use it for the family. But um, we uh, were back out here and... Uh, Rifle season just ended. I think uh, Uncle Tony got a couple, and uh, I don't know who else. But yep. I have not had a chance to hunt out here this season at all. Well, I think soccer's kept us pretty busy. Yeah, you you know me. I don't uh, don't do a lot of hunting. Just try to gatherer. I'm mostly More of a gatherer. I'm mostly wrestle with the animals. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's it seems like a it's how you were raised. Tamer way to go. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is actually recording right now or not. Uh, this is brand new podcast um, equipment. And it's, I'm hoping it's more like, you know, podcast equipment for dummies, like plug and play stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think it is. But it was recommended yep. by the boys over at the Soccer Dad Pod. Oh. And uh, they have a good thing going over there. We were recently guest on their show. And um, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's an amazing podcast, and it's not just for kids who are, um, are it's not just for parents of kids that play soccer, but any anybody who plays, uh, anybody who has kids that play any type of youth sports, it's, it's filled with unbelievable information, and um, any level that your kids are playing, I would check it out. It's the Soccer Dad Pod. Yeah, and it's, it's not just for dads either, you know. Um, well, that's true. Uh, maybe maybe they should revisit the name, but uh, they, in fact, are soccer dads. That's true. They did expand it a little bit to uh, the Soccer Mom pod mm. on Sunday, Soccer Mom Sunday. Keeping it separate, though? It is separate, but no, no. Uh, but no, it's still the same podcast. So Separate, but the same. I like it. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's uh, well, they did. Theme they do a nice job. Uh, that was a great experience being with them. Um, certainly learned a lot. You know, we're we've done ten or so podcast episodes, uh, learning as we go. But those guys have done what a hundred or more than a hundred episodes for sure, and uh, they do a nice job. And and in addition to the um, emphasis on soccer, they certainly touch on a lot of St. Louis history, and uh, that, that's really fun to to um, delve into with those guys. Yeah, and there's Check a lot of it. They got a nice uh, rivalry with the with their friends over at Kansas as well regarding United States soccer, and um, I don't know. It's not much of an argument there. I feel it's pretty clear cut. Right, right. But We won't get into that. No. And enough about them. More about us. Yeah, so um, I, uh, I don't know. The state of real estate. We could jump into that a little bit. Um, it's uh, we're going into the winter, but the, you can. Here's what I've noticed about real estate: people always say, "Are you busy?" or "How's how's business going?" And to me, it seems like and we're always busy. You're either busy 
with business or you're busy capturing business. Um, but either way, you're you're busy. It seems like. I mean, we're going into winter right now, so um, I don't know. It, it's just different people are looking for homes at different times. It's certainly not going to be like spring or summer, but there's always opportunities and people always have a reason to move. Rates have dropped uh, over the past couple of weeks as well, almost a almost a full percentage point. So that's uh, very encouraging, and it changes it changes your payment significantly. Yeah, so no, definitely a consideration. Yeah, it's not. Um it's not a it's not a gloomy time in real estate, really. Um, there are people that say that you know the the um, the market is is terrible or um, the production is slow, but really, um, I think there's been a lot of people holding tight, but they're still very aware of what's going on. They're still watching it very closely. A lot of people that we've worked with, um, or who have at least considered a purchase in the last year, are. I, I know for a fact they're still looking. They're still really um, aware of what's going on. What about multiple offer situations? Are you seeing much of that? Yeah, still still an issue for sure because um, there's still those people looking. They recognize the uh, recognize the the little improvement in rates and uh, I guess the reduced inventory. So if you're still looking for a home, there's still a competitive situation out there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I see both sides of it. There's certainly homes that are sitting a little bit longer if, um, it's, it's like, it's basically, um, an emphasized version of what it has been. If it's the right house, you're still going to get multiple offers on it and you have to make a very strong, attractive offer. If it's, um, if, if there's just, if it's one block in the wrong direction, it might sit. It might say it's a it's a shifting slightly, but at the same time, um, think about all of the people that when we had thirty offers on houses and uh, twenty nine of them did not win the contract. Well, those are still home buyers. They're still looking for properties. Correct. So yeah. whether they put it on hold or not, they're still home buyers. They might buy next spring. They might buy this winter, but. I wouldn't just put the brakes on looking. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes no. people say they want to put the brakes on looking. There's not much to it. It's online. You get alerted when a new listing comes up. There's no reason to say I'm going to stop because if you do find the right place, you have to recognize that it's very likely to be reduced competition during the winter. Yeah. It's still going to be competitive, but it's reduced. And, and you know, everyone talks about the, uh, the, the fact that real estate is cyclical, but... I don't know exactly what that means, but I do see that values continue to go up and we see that there is a cyclical nature in the rates. Um, so if rates are going down, but values are going up, what are you waiting for? You know, in that case, um, let's take this up. I, I still, I don't think we should be waiting if there's a, ho if there's a home you're in love with, um, you know, it's, that's the opportunity you should take right now. Um, we talked to some people the other day who, who had that mindset about, um, you know, home values continue to rise and rise. So even if rates go down, um, perhaps you're going to end up paying more if you wait for a higher priced home. Yeah. And, and the fact that it is cyclical brings up, if you find the right place, you, it's, you just refinance 
it's cyclical. So if you find the right place, you still want to seize that opportunity. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for completing that thought that I couldn't find. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. But, uh, but it is. I mean, it's, it, and I also know the, the other cyclical part of it is if you're in the real estate industry. If you're in the real estate industry, um, the income that you're going to produce is cyclical. I mean, there's, there's ebbs and flows. So uh, they say make hay while the sun shines. It is shining today. It's very sunny. It's in my eyes. I can barely see. We um, we do the show from here because it's a real estate show, and this is our personal favorite piece of real estate. Um, and we are um, inspired then to have the good fortune of uh, inviting and being joined by a guest today who also is um, familiar with the area, uh, in fact, lives nearby, works nearby, and... Um, a very accomplished and um, impressive real estate agent. Her name is Ashley Daly. Ashley, um, welcome to the show. Wow, a round of applause. Thank you. This was a hard ticket to get. Yeah, that was the first time I got to use that button. So uh, that was very exciting and fun. So you did I it. might try a couple of these others out. So don't. You know, just just roll with the punches today, folks. It would be a miracle if this is actually recording. <laughs> a practice round. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. Uh, Pete had said, you know, you lived in the area and yeah. or, uh, just got done with your workout. Figured you'd swing by and check <laughs> out the property. So yeah. uh, thanks for coming by. And then we put a microphone in your face and say, hey, why don't you try this yep. out? So, hey, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. I'm down with it. So, And it's a beautiful piece of property. So I got, no. got to see that too. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Ashley, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you um, employed and um, how are you spending your time in that endeavor? So I am with the brokerage Coldwell Banker Premier. Uh, we have three offices throughout the St. Louis area. And then I'm on a team there, the Con and Busk Real Estate Partners. We primarily focus our efforts in Eureka. However, I do most of the buyer's agency for them. So I'm really in West County. A lot of the buyers are sellers that they've gotten and they're looking to either get out of Eureka, stay in Eureka or go into like Wildwood Chesterfield areas. Um, and then I of course have my own sphere of influence that I work with as well. And that's primarily been in West County. So familiar with the area. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, Con and Busk, that's, uh, so you, what's the, what's the size of that team? There's only three of us. Three of you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm the, they started the team over 10 years ago and they just grew really heavily within the Eureka market based off of social media. Um, mm-hmm. and I followed them for a while. I was with another brokerage at the time when they started looking for a buyer's agent, but I was looking to make a switch. So it, it worked out. And they, I mean, they said they'll never have to hire anybody else because I'm just so great. No I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> very perceptive on their part. Oh, well, thank you. And, and, and you are, you are great on social media. Your presence is good. I figured she'd be a great guest because she has no fear. That, and, um, so so it, it, you've demonstrated that time and time again. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, well, with the social media thing. So you're saying that's how the team in general really mm-hmm. got onto the map? Yeah. No, I mean, they that is the only form of lead generation they really did where it was successful. I'd say probably about four or five years ago is when it really took off for them. Um, Josh Kahn created the um, Eureka Community Facebook page, just kind of tied that into other Eureka Community pages that were there, and it just grew exponentially from that. So, And I think their strength in Eureka is because they focus only on Eureka as far as selling homes go. So 
we truly are the experts in Eureka. We're the number one uh, real estate team in Eureka based off numbers. Um, and then when they brought the buyer's agent on, yes, my focus is Eureka too, but also the knowledge of the surrounding areas because sometimes the sellers that they bring on aren't going to want to stay in Eureka. So so the, the Eureka community page, they started that. And then how did they ultimately begin to gain followers? And how many followers are on that page now? Do you know? Oh, my gosh. Thousands and thousands of followers on there. I don't know the exact it's, number. It's uh, very much a growing community. Yeah. I well, have yeah, a number Eureka. of friends in that area. And um, and who's posting on it? Just pe- anything that's happening in so the community? The Eureka community page is run primarily by Josh. He's the one that posts it. But then he shares those posts to other Eureka community pages where other people can go and post. Um, there's a lot of engagement on the posts that he does. So it's not all, a lot of times it's not about real estate at all. It's about things going on in the community or just funny memes, different things like that. And so I think the engagement's what really brought the leads to like the team. Um, I'd say at this point, uh, like pretty much a hundred percent of the businesses from Eureka, like Facebook. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So you're, so the, um, but it's not like a lead generating system that's no. on the back end of Facebook. It's mm-hmm. more about creating awareness and engagement within, it, the community within the community and then an opportunity presents itself or somebody reaches out mm-hmm. or they might be more involved with the, Hey, I saw the, this event was taking place. Mm-hmm. Then the team shows up and they're part of that event. Maybe they sponsor it. Exactly. We just had, um, a desserts with Santa event on Sunday where we hosted it for the community come in. We had two different, um, rounds of it pretty much where people from the community could come in, meet Santa, bring the kids. We had desserts, we had crafts set out. So just little events like that, that we put on, which again, we're just doing it because we love being a part of that community. And it's very Eureka, is its own kind of town, I'd say. I mean, you're familiar with the area. It's all, it's kind of its own little bubble, but it's growing so much, and so it's really cool to see. And, and you be a all part live in Eureka, is that right? Primarily, yeah, okay. yeah. And I don't. It's this is not um, an episode intended to give away all your secrets, mm. but um, I think it's just it's worth recognizing that um, the things you uh, you guys do you do a lot as a group. I know you do some individual things, mm-hmm. but you do a lot of um, activities as a group and you look like you're having fun in these things. And, um, you know, it's just, you involve your families and these are kind of old school, um, networking, Mm -hmm. um, activities, ideas, but I think there's kind of, um, people have abandoned them. I agree. I agree. And that's what I think is really important. It's just really about community involvement and showing, showcasing yourself, um, in the community and just really getting to it's networking. I mean, that's all it is. And so for me on my personal social media, what I do, I don't really talk a whole lot about real estate. I sprinkle it in, but really I want people who want to work with me because that's, I mean, I can share my knowledge, my experience, which I do. I sprinkle that in, but also it's about like the relationships you're able to build. Yeah, it's kind of an, it's kind of a cliche, right? To build the relationships, but I think people like your character. Um, they want to be, you know, it doesn't hurt to work with someone like that. And so, you know, it's, it's just, and you're, I can't, I'm going to repeat it, but it does, you give the impression and I know you well enough, even though I said, I don't know you, (laughs) I know you well enough to know that, um, you know, your, your smiles are genuine on, in these events. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very true. Well, that's, that is, um, okay. So 
that's amazing that, that if you do, I mean, it's, it's like you could, you could generate business in any way you, you want to do it in a way that you can, um, really get behind and you enjoy, which is maybe, maybe, um, you know, maybe it's not so much the Facebook part of it, but the engagement with the community Mm -hmm. and that's the means to do it. So in anything you stick with, Anything you're persistent on is going to, should, should reap. It'll eventually come through. Right. Right. Exactly. It's the consistency of it. And again, I can't take credit for like the Facebook and all that, that they had already established. They really had that going. I was lucky enough to come in on the tail end of it. Um, However, that was always kind of my MO with my own, like when I was a solo agent, lead generation is really just putting it out there. Hey, I'm in real estate, but I really wanted people who I wanted to be involved in the community. I wanted people who wanted to work with me. And sometimes my personality might not be a match for some people. And that's okay too. Cause then it's probably not a good working relationship, but I'd like to think I'm easy to work with. So. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, no, she's great. Yeah. No. And also you, um, so what are you seeing right now? If you, when you're working mm-hmm. with buyers, Pete and I, uh, alluded to some, some different, um, you know, uh, I guess marketing, or I'm sorry, just the, the, the way that, um, the demand is, let's put it like that for, for the current market. And it, it changes every season mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, but are you seeing the same thing we had discussed as far as multiple offers on properties or in certain houses just sitting or how long is it taking you to find on average your clients a home? And when you do so, how many different offers do you end up putting in, do you think? Mm, I think that question, it's difficult to answer just because I agree with what you guys said about the market being cyclical and some houses are getting that multiple offer situation. Um, I don't think it's near, even with the multiple offers, I don't think it's as crazy as where you were seeing like 25 plus offers on one property and it going for 50 to hundred K over, unless it's just mm-hmm. poorly priced. Um, but then there's also the houses that are sitting a little bit longer. I'd say what I've seen, especially in like the Eureka Wildwood Chesterfield markets is anything that's pretty much 450 or over if it's priced appropriately. Um, and if it basically in that price range, it's sitting for a little bit longer. You can get through like a weekend or two with it still on the market and you're not having to go against five other offers. Now, that being said, if it's a gem that hits the market and it's like in a certain area location, like you said, it could be a block over. It's going to sit if it's in like a location where everybody wants to be at, then, you know, there's probably going to be multiple offers. Um, I think it's still very much a seller's market and that just goes for simple supply and demand. There's still an inventory shortage. I think the inventory shortage is going to be around for a while. And similar to what you guys said, yeah, buyers might be backed out of the market a little bit right now, just waiting on the sidelines to see what happens because of rates. However, as soon as those rates start to drop, as they already are, you're going to have an influx of buyers hitting the market again, which is very similar to what happened in 2020, 2021, where it was just way too many buyers for what the inventory was. So I think come next year, early next year. And again, no one has a crystal ball, but just based off projections and what I've heard, I think you're going to see an influx of buyers hit the market again. And you're going to have those multiple offer situations extreme going extremely over ask. And then the home values are continuing to rise. And so we're just going to, I mean, it's just the prices are just going to continue to drive up. So, and then as far as buyers I'm working with right now, how long does it really take from start to finish? It just depends on the Mm -hmm. buyers. How serious are they? Do they need to be out of their location and into another house within a certain time frame? Or is it something where they can kind of sit back and wait for their dream home to pop up? I'd say, I mean, 
I have buyers that I work with and I show them two homes and they're ready to go and pull the trigger. I have other ones that we've seen a couple and they're kind of like, okay, I'm going to wait and see what happens. So right. Depends. Some are going to be more aggressive than yeah, others, I would say. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. It just depends on the buyer. What about as far as one last question on that, uh, but what about as far as like an appraisal, mm-hmm. uh, removing mm-hmm. an appraisal writer, is that, is that 90% of the deals, the offers that you're putting in or no. like 50 or no. five? Five, five, if that, I, well, it, it depends, right? Like you have to know the buyer, you have to know the client. What are they looking for? What are they getting into? I personally always recommend my buyers if they are like, do not do it. I don't like my buyers waving the appraisal rider in my opinion, even if we're like so sure of it because nothing's certain. And if we're sure of the offer and we're sure it's going to appraise an appraisal rider shouldn't waive it. However, I have had clients that have done it where it's a very extreme, like it's an extremely, um, competitive offer. It's a house we're going against six plus other offers and they really want it and they know the risks of waving, of waving the appraisal rider, then they'll waive it. So I'd say maybe 5%. Yeah, I got it. You're not necessarily going to talk them out of it, but you're going to make them aware of the risks. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I tend to tell them like, Hey, it's completely up to you, but here's the risks. If it were me, I wouldn't waive it personally. I, I always say that, but I'm not a risk taker when it comes to stuff like that. So, <laughs> You know, it's interesting when this is not what I plan to talk about, but, um, since you brought it up, I, uh, in a recent closing, mm-hmm. um, I noticed even though you see it in every closing, um, there's a document that basically says this no, there's no, the appraisal you received is no guarantee of value. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that appraisal, whatever, whenever it was conducted, might be one guy's opinion of value yeah. and might be um, obsolete mm-hmm. two weeks later at closing. So, oh, yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's, and a lot of changes are taking place with the appraisals now with the ABMs. Yep. And uh, just, there's, there's, an appraiser can kill a deal like that. I mean, and it just, and it can be, you have one appraiser come in and say it's worth X, Y, Z. And you're like, how did they, they come up with that number? And then if you fight it, you have another appraiser come in and it's exactly where you thought it should be. So it's just, it's difficult. I think that's where it comes back on listing agents, which I've been on that side of it as well, where you just really have to make sure your comps are strong. You can provide reasons as to the value of the home. And if it goes for over asking, why is it worth that? So it's a great, um, example of like the preparation that's required on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, um, kind of a, a brief, we, we tend to focus some of our topics on, uh, by the buy side, but mm-hmm. just a little newsflash for the sellers too, that are, that are thinking, Oh, I'm just going to wait mm-hmm. until the market, um, improves or what have you, but, uh, rates have gone down. So this could be a good time, you know, to, to list. I know it's, it feels strange. It's, it's December, but I think it's honestly a great time to list right now, actually, because like, there's less competition. A lot of people wait yep. for spring, especially with people with kids, you know, school districts, things like that. But people wait for spring and then you have a bunch of sellers hitting the market. Now, granted, you're going to have probably more buyers come out, too. But right now there's like no inventory. So why uh, why box up all that? those Christmas decorations and put them back downstairs. Right. Exactly. Just put them just, on the, put them on the truck. Yeah. Get the movers to take and, it and, and let's go. call it a day. Let's go. <laughs> um, 
And isn't that a great Christmas present? Buy oh, yourself a goodness. house, sell a house. I mean, no, whatever. <laughs> no question. No question about it. Yeah, sorry. We can't make it this year. We just moved. Yeah. We have a lot of work to do oh, with the house. Perfect excuse it's, if you want to get out of like going to dinner with your in-laws or something. They, 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 <laughs> hey, Mike, that wasn't for you. No, oh. no. I love my in-laws. <laughs> just, just saying. It's for other people's in-laws. Yeah, it's for other people. <laughs> um, you know, I think it, I, I, I do, I don't want to be, you know, all about you at this point, but I mean, what the hell you're here. So we'll talk about you for a second. Um, done a great job of developing a reputation and a name for yourself Thank in you. this community. And, um, you're not even from here yeah. and that's, that's no small feat in this town. Um, <laughs> so I've heard, you know, we, 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 uh, Chris and I, and you know, people we associate with other uh-huh. than you tend to pr- pride ourselves with, you know, our, our, uh, you know, our, uh, family generations here, mm-hmm. our our reputation, our name here, and um, and then uh, you know some outsider like you comes along, and what well, you're not an outsider anymore, but you ain't from these parts. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about your your background and how you how you ended up here in in God's country. <laughs> As, as you should call it, right? <laughs> of course. Um, no, so I'm originally, well, I've kind of moved all around, but uh, primarily was raised and grew up out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not Kansas. And uh, didn't I moved out here almost 10 years ago for a boy that I ended up marrying and having two kids with, so it worked out. Um, and I know, right? He's lucky. Yeah, no. <laughs> there you go. But I think Pittsburgh... And St. Louis are very comparable as far as size and things to do, aside from the fact that y'all don't have a football team anymore. Um, We all, by the way. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Well, I mean that too, right? (laughs) Right. Professional, sorry. Oh, I gotcha. You you can go over to Kansas City, but... It doesn't matter. We have a soccer team now. Yeah, that's true. It's a different ballgame. That's true. No pun intended. Does Pittsburgh have a baseball team? They they do have a baseball team. Thank you. It's called the Pirates. They (laughs) won a World Series in like the 60s or 70s. I don't know. Stargell and those guys. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been... When I first moved out here, I... Definitely. It again, very similar to Pittsburgh where everybody's very tight knit. A lot of people were born and raised here, not going to leave here, which I get why. Um, and you know, where'd you go to high school? I get that question, but that was a normal question in Pittsburgh too. So Ooh, not really? that original. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy because everybody thinks it is specific to the I know area. that's what everybody told me. I was like, eh, go to Pittsburgh. You'll get the same question. That's funny. <laughs> so where did you go? Oh, to high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to Thomas Jefferson in Pittsburgh and then actually moved out to Iowa for a hot minute and graduated from a high school out there in Urbandale. So, so it's a complicated answer for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Sorry to put you on pride the spot. from both. I can I, hear. I know. Well, I got invited to both 10 year reunions. So I was like, you know, well, oh. so not trying to brag or anything. No, but, it just came yeah. out naturally. Yeah. How many years, how many years ago was that? Um, if ten, you don't ten mind years saying ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> that you got invited. No, no, that I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going couple, to my 25th anniversary uh, reunion in a week. Do they do five year ones too? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all right. 25th is important. Right? I'm gonna, so 20th. But we did 22, yeah. 20, you did. Oh, no, no, no. 20, 20 as well. 20 as well. There you go. My I was bad. like 22. I mean, you might as well just every do two. one every year. Every two. <laughs> it's good for business. Even okay, there you go. There you go. Um, I think 20 will be, what year did I graduate? 2017. So whatever. I'm not going to throw an eight. I was very smart. I was like a genius. So mm-hmm. graduated high school when I was like eight. <laughs> and that's, you know, what happened? I don't know. Good, good I moved to St. Louis. No, I'm kidding. There you go. <laughs> Well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has, um, I think it's, it's certainly, uh, 
reputation has probably been on the rise. Is that, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, for young professionals, it's yeah. definitely coming out of like the blue collar industrial town and turning into more like tech companies are coming in there. Um, banks, a lot of banks down there. So yeah. a lot yeah. of universities in that area too. Mm-hmm. Pitt, yeah. Penn State. Well, oh. Penn State's in State College, but a lot of people go to Penn State. It's like Mizzou. Right, mm. right. Um, speaking of Mizzou, Mizzou plays um, Friday, next Friday, a week from tomorrow. And, uh, an important bowl game against the Ohio State University. Uh, probably be well, well viewed event in St. Louis. Oh yeah, I think uh, yeah. Tigers are well represented by uh, St. Louis kids. Now, if we get the basketball team up to speed, <laughs> we'd have something. Yeah, we'd have something for sure. They're uh, on their way. They're doing all right. Mizzou's a Mizzou's a good flagship university. You know. I mean, they, they, they are heartbreakers though. I mean, big yeah, time. Yeah. You don't want to fall in love with the Tigers. You just yeah. can't be a fair weather fan. You gotta, you know, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta go. ride it out. You yeah. definitely have to exactly. ride it out. But, but being a fan is just such sweet love. And then it hurts so bad. Yeah, you know, that's, that's like the fun of it though. <laughs> yeah, you never su- know what you're going to get. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> well, what about what, what drew you to real estate? Did you, cause you didn't get into real estate until you uh, were here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's funny cause my sophomore year of college, I wanted to take a gap year and get my real estate license. And I was still out in Pittsburgh at this point, moved back there. Um, and I was going to do that. And I decided, no, I got to stick it out. So went through college, got my degree in public relations communications, and then ended up getting into the logistics field, ironically enough. Um, so worked out in Pittsburgh at a logistics company, moved out here, worked for a logistics company doing outside sales. Um, and then I had my first son and I was sick of traveling so much with a baby at home and decided, okay, and luckily we were in a position where I could get my real estate license and give it a go. Um, but back to what you had said, Pete, where, when I was thinking about getting my license and I was working through it, a lot of people told me not to, because I wasn't from here. I didn't have the network. I wouldn't be successful. Um, and so I, I haters, haters, right. So it's, it's all right. It fueled me more. Feeling oh, pretty good sure. about yourself I right know. now. Huh? Look at me. I'm on a podcast. The show me uh. state. <laughs> not only, Do you know not how many people want to be in that either. chair? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> hair flipping my way through it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, that's awesome, and and you've had incredible success. It sounds mm-hmm. like you 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 ended up on a on a great team mm-hmm. with with great people that have uh, similar views as you. Yeah. It sounds like they want to keep you on the team for the rest of eternity. So that's always a good sign with job security. Yeah. And uh, you, um, what is what is your like? What do you? Um, pride yourself on when you're working with clients like what is your main uh, you seem very relatable um i think it's just a matter of um uh, obviously you learn all the negotiation skills and the contract skills as yeah. you go throughout and work with your team and also just from taking the test but mm-hmm. what what why do clients work with you uh when they're looking for a home so i think for me personally i think the most important thing of being on my end of it is education and making sure my clients are making educated decisions. Ultimately, no matter which decision they make, whether it's waiving an appraisal writer or why are we looking at this house, even though it might have XYZ offers, different things like that. Uh, it's just making sure they're making educated decisions through it because it's a huge transaction. Usually it's one of the most, if not the most expensive transaction they will make. And it's not something that you can just kind of go into without having any knowledge of what you're doing. Um, and I think that's where it also ties into having good referral partners like you guys, 
Um, I can't answer a lot of the lending questions, but I can push you to somebody who can and is very knowledgeable in that subject. So it's just about making educated decisions. And I think for me personally, before I got into real estate, we had already purchased our first house and I had no idea what I was doing. Luckily, my husband had done it before. He knew what was going on. I literally was just signing on the dotted line. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that experience now and thank God I had somebody trustworthy that I was with. But I mean, I could have really been taken advantage of. I had no idea what we were doing loan wise. I mean, I went into it completely blind and I just like to make sure that all parties within a transaction are aware of what's going on and why. Now, granted, you have some people that are experts that have done it plenty of times. They don't want your explanation or education. And at that point, you just, you kind of realize that, but it's just about making sure people are aware of what they're getting into. It's like any, um, any business, right? Like if you want to really be high level at it, you got to kind of roll out the red carpet mm -hmm. and make sure that the people you're sent, you are, um, bringing into a transaction can also roll out the red carpet because yeah. if, if they don't, you don't look good. Right. And, um, you know, speaking of that, um, you know, you're obviously only as good as the people you're around. So, so mm -hmm. tell, and, and we touched on, um, we touched on your family a little, tell us a little bit about what you have going on at, uh, at home. So I have two little boys, um, two year old and one just turned six last week lost his first tooth yesterday. Oh, wow. So wow. we're, we're hitting big milestones now. Cha-ching. I know, right? He, he made, I only gave him $2. That's but, huge. Yeah. That's I mean, huge. I didn't do that. The tooth fairy right. only well, gave yeah. him $2. Hopefully the he's not listening. Right. Christmas is coming up, you know. Right, right. Saving. <laughs> Real estate slowed down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Even the tooth fairy. Uh, is it depends on the tooth. <laughs> the inflation's got everybody up in arms. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, married, two dogs, two kids. We live on like three and a half acres which I love. I never thought I would. I grew up in like suburbs. And when we first bought our house, I was like, this is not, I'm right. going to hate this. And now I would get like 500 acres if I could. Yeah. But yeah. What do you, what do you, so you had close neighbors before and now you have three acres, but what was the difference? What do you like about it? Um, that I don't have to see my neighbors. Seriously though. So were you <laughs> looking out the window and like, <laughs> get right down I gotta, to I gotta take this outside, but I gotta I wait until people, this person goes in with people. But when I'm at home, you know, if I want to come outside and not have to worry about like, sometimes you just want to walk outside to get your trash can and not have a conversation. Right. right. And so, so would you, when you were at your previous house, would mm -hmm. you look outside to make sure Nobody was out there before you would go out there at the, times? I mean, I it had been done, yeah. I not think, every time. But, I think I mean, but none our of back, your neighbors are listening. No. And if they are, I might share this on my social. So if you're listening, I love our neighbors. But everybody moved out to our neighborhood so they wouldn't have to see neighbors all the time. So it's okay. Um, in our old house years ago, our deck, our back deck was like right next to the other neighbor's back deck. So it was like, hey, hey, when you guys grilling out? Cool. So are we. And uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I live in St. Louis City. Okay. So yeah. So he lives with I've his seen neighbors. It. So you have neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, just that's why I bought this place. And it also depends on your neighbors, right? Like, cause you could have neighbors that are cool as shit and then you're like, okay, this is awesome. Or you have neighbors where you're like, oh, I mean, yeah. we have great neighbors, but yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you don't want to see them 24 seven. I mean, it's impossible yeah. at your house. It's you walk out and you see neighbors. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a they basically very close knit. <laughs> Yeah, it's a close knit uh, neighborhood. The houses hey, are good, are close to each other. It's great. It's it's one of those things where, in, in regards to the real estate, mm -hmm. like 
that's what was so important to me about getting a place like this was I loved all the aspects about the city, but I also like was had to get out and get some space. This was basically a COVID purchase, but at the same time, like (laughs) most of our purchases, (laughs) (laughs) if my kids were here, they would, they would love it. It just depends on where I feel like where they were, um, where they get rooted at, like where are they at when they get started? Um, and then it's, it's, it's easier for them to um, just, you know, enjoy their atmosphere. Because I mean, we have neighbors here, too. Yeah. And tons of things to do. Yeah. Right. And I agree. And that's what my husband, born and raised in Eureka, like down the street from where we live. So he grew up on three and a half acres pretty much and was used to that. Um, and I was nervous when we bought the house. It was before we had any kids that, okay, well, what are my kids going to do? How are they going to play? Because I was used to, you go next door, you say, hey, does so-and-so want to come play. Um, now like I, they have each other and they can go like mow a lawn or pick up sticks or something and they're fine. They're happy as can be. I can, I can take them to a play date. So does everybody in your neighborhood have three acres? Yeah. It's a three, I think three acre or three and a half acre minimum. So yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One one of the things I want to do uh, with this podcast is have kids on from different neighborhoods so they can talk about, um, what they like about the neighborhood. That would be cool. I like that idea. Cause there's very distinct neighborhoods. Probably yeah. like there is in Pittsburgh, but here in St. Louis, same way. Yeah. Like, you know, you have I St. Mean, Louis Hills, Webster, Eureka neighborhoods. I mean, just Kirkwood. They're also different. I mean, each one is distinct in its own way, which I think is, that is a really cool thing about St. Louis area is every community has its own distinction. I mean, and it's just a matter of what works best for you and your family. Right. I think St. Louis has a, um, outside of St. Louis has a really negative reputation. It you does. know. And within St. Louis, it has, it is uh, inspired by immense pride. Yeah. When I think St. Louis gets a bad mm-hmm. rap, you know, and I don't think it's accurate, yeah. but the concentration of the bad stuff is very small. Yeah. And I mean, like if you're outside and you're just seeing the headlines, you're like, oh my gosh, but inside it's like, oh, it's not like that at all. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'll, I'll admit that when I first was thinking about moving here, I'm like, I'm going to move to St. Louis. What? Toughens you up. I know, right? Now I'm hard. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome home. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on uh, to our podcast and coming out to the place. This the name of it. Good call. Well, it's called the Mortgage (laughs) and Real Estate Podcast by Pinnacle, but I'm glad you brought that up. We now that we are coming back after a four month hiatus. Um, we're going to freshen it up with, um, you know, just a quick short name. Um, we were trying to develop that three minutes to starting this podcast, (laughs) but we didn't, we didn't find one. We didn't come to a conclusion yet. So I think by the next podcast, we'll have an updated name and it'll be a huge event that will roll out. Yeah. Um, somewhere. champagne bottles, yes, like maybe. confetti. I want to, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, we're certainly, we're, we're not the only people in town who have ideas. So if anyone else has an idea, you know, sprinkle it for us and you never know, it might be adopted. Yes. So, um, anything else we want to wrap up? Uh, we're going to have you out here again, hopefully soon, um, to talk real estate again, yeah, since definitely. you're in the neighborhood, right down the street. Or maybe we need to take the show on the road, so to speak. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can go do that. to, uh, the next, uh, some, Eureka, event. Some Eureka event. Oh, there you go. We'd be down for that. We can, uh, there's plenty of them. That's the one thing. I, I mean, Eureka has no shortage of community events. So yeah, we're mobile. Awesome. Well, uh, we should definitely take you up on that for sure. Next yep. time. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you everybody me. else thanks, for uh, listening to the show. Appreciate it.